Welcome to the Jada Edwards Podcast, where I get to take a few moments to share with you what God is sharing with me. So y'all, welcome back to the Jada Edwards Podcast. I have the amazing, oh happy Danny, as we like to call her affectionately from her Instagram handle, but it's Danielle Coke. And so y'all, I have to tell you about this great woman, young woman, I want to say girl because she looks 12, but she's not 12. <laughs> Uh, that I met that I kind of stumbled across during the pandemic. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy what she has to say. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Danielle. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This is exciting. I'm excited to have you. So in case there's people in our audience, they're one. They're not one of the 400,000 people that follow you on Instagram. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about kind of who you are and what you do, what's your heart's passion right now. Yeah. So I'm Danny. I am an illustrator and activist slash advocate, I mm-hmm. like to say. I'm from Atlanta, and so I, I like to tell people that I use art to take complex ideas and make them more digestible and easier to understand. So basically, I started out talking a lot about racism, racial justice, equity, things of that nature, and drawing infographics in an illustrated pretty way to kind of invite people into the conversation in an approachable way mm-hmm. for people who might not have otherwise wanted to ever join these kinds of conversations. And so it's been really cool to mm-hmm. watch this simple art that I aim to just use as a tool mm-hmm. uh, really affect and impact people yeah. in a really cool way. So tell me a little bit about kind of how all that came to really be at the level it is now. Because I think maybe it's been a year, mm-hmm. maybe a little over a year. It might have been pretty early into the pandemic, probably mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. a particular incident about a particular death with police brutality that seemed to kind of pepper be peppered throughout the early months of the pandemic Mm -hmm. um I ran across I remember an image where you had drawn kind of like a circle or a cycle and it had like how how you are anti-racist or how you it was something about either that or having justice conversations or something like that Uh but the main gist of it was start with your heart then your home and then all these things then you take it to the world oh yeah and somebody tagged me in it and so I was like who did this? This is greatness, you know, oh, wow. because I thought it was interesting that mo- the ideas you're talking about are heavy and mm-hmm. weighty, mm-hmm. but because the art is simple and the color is always bright and happy, like yeah. it just seems like this <laughs> juxtaposition between this yep. weighty content, we're going to make it pink and yellow, talk yes. about racism today. <laughs> yes. So I think that's what disarms people because yeah. it's bright and cheery, so it draws the eye in emotionally. It doesn't feel threatening. Mm-hmm. And you start reading it, you're like, Oh, I think I need to get my life together. <laughs> so how did how did how did that even come to be at the level it is right now? Yeah, great question. I would say that my first illustrations, like when I first started out doing digital illustration, it was actually Christmas of 2019 because mm-hmm. I got an iPad for Christmas mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. And I've drawn before for fun mm-hmm. and I was a self-taught graphic designer. Mm-hmm. I am a self-taught graphic designer. So I was just using illustrations to just have fun. And mm-hmm. then when January came around and it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, that was when I did my first like justice related illustration mm-hmm. where I basically said, I feel like we're watering down this man's legacy. He wasn't like passive and a peacekeeper. He was mm-hmm. a radical disruptor, mm-hmm. a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to write that very simply, mm. on a little graphic. Mm-hmm. And it was the first one that I saw that was shared by people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I was like, who are y'all? And I had like 700 followers at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was interesting. And so I decided for the next month, Black History Month, that I would use that to be like, oh, if y'all gonna listen, I'm talking about everything. Right, right. I was like, y'all need, don't need to be touching black women's hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about microaggressions. Um, 
I'm gonna talk about uh, why it's weird and unhelpful to say that you don't see color. Yeah. And I just kind of went down that rabbit hole of everything I've always wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, by the end of Black History Month, I think I had about 10,000 followers and people were listening and sharing. Yeah. And I thought that was wild. Yeah. And so then summer of 2020 came and we started mm -hmm. seeing, you know, the death of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, mm -hmm. and Black Lives Matter had a resurgence mm -hmm. in the media. And so I started to make art that spoke to equity and mm -hmm. uh, the importance of justice and how you know, mm -hmm. those topics that we're very familiar with. Mm -hmm. And it was during one week during the summer that I gained 300,000 followers. One week. In one week. What was it? Do Would you not remember recommend. what was happening that week? Was it right after George Floyd or was it a particular graphic? I remember that I think certain celebrities were sharing like that heart home. No, not even the heart home world graphic. I think that was before this all happened. What I noticed was happening was that once somebody would share my piece of art and mm -hmm. come to my page, they saw that I was talking about all this stuff for a much mm -hmm. longer. Yeah, and so you so had the depth, the content. Yeah. In one week, all my art went viral at one time. Girl. At one time. That's crazy. I was like, what's happening? It's a little scary, isn't it? It is. People think going viral is like the one thing you need to have everything yeah. just it take off. It feels a little like, intrusive, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. So intrusive. Very overwhelming. Mm hmm it was exciting. Like God, God is clearly doing something here, mm -hmm. but it was also definitely a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. I felt every time something tragic happened that people were just waiting on me to have some profound Do you have something illustration. Some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had to say one time, I was like, "Are y'all waiting for me to draw something? Right? To care? Right? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's a good question. Y'all weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about it without me. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, you can. Yeah." Oh, ooh, okay. So many 52 questions just popped in my head. So yeah. that's so good. Number one thing that I just, now I'm hearing you say that kind of resonates with me, especially because people, and I won't just say young people, mm -hmm. all people will come to say, ooh, I want to do what you do. Ooh, I see this thing. I feel like I should do this thing. Mm -hmm. But when I say, oh, where are you doing that now? Mm -hmm. And they're not doing it. And so I'm like, yeah. oh, you're waiting on the platform to do it. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works. Because when God gives you the platform, like you said, they were able to come to your page and, and whatever they saw wasn't their first, wasn't your first thing. Yes. They were able to see depth of content. Yes. And so it's such a good reminder for us to do the work. It doesn't matter who's watching. Do yeah. the work. And then when God lets somebody watch, they have something to see. Exactly. Yeah, do the work. Even Absolutely. When no looking. That's, that was such a good little nugget you put in there. So let me ask this question. A couple of things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say them out loud in case I forget them. Because <laughs> five <laughs> questions just put into my head. Number one, I want to ask about... Uh, as a Christian, mm -hmm. are you, do you intentionally not, uh, are you intentionally not overt about God in your work? Because I know for a lot of people, and I think it's important to have Christians mm -hmm. who do work, mm -hmm. not just Christians who do Christian work, right? Mm. You need Christians in business and Christians who cook and, you know, all their cookies yeah. may not say Jesus, but they make good cookies, right? So yeah. um, I'm, I was, I'm wondering if that was intentional. And the second thing is, were, have you been intentional about just the like color palette, all that stuff as a juxtaposition to your content. Yeah. Those are two things that I got right now. So those are two really good questions. <laughs> actually. I'm a visual person. So literally I was drawn in. I was like, so happy. What? <laughs> <pretty> racism. <laughs> God. Yes. Okay. So your first question. Yes. So as a Christian, what I found was I wasn't always super explicit in mentioning God mm -hmm. in the work itself, but because my relationship with Jesus was a driver for me wanting to love people well and in turn wanting to be passionate yes. about justice. It's fell out. Yes. So like yeah. one of my best selling prints is a poem called The Good Work Poem. You've heard it. Mm. Uh, I said it at another time. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think that was Q. Were we at Q? Yeah, we were at yeah, Q. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So I did it there and 
that's all throughout that is biblical language. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, God calling us out of darkness into his marvelous light yeah. and the word he's work he's called us to do is good work. Like that's all biblical language. Mm-hmm. But I didn't explicitly mention God in it one time. Right. So I think it's super cool that those principles and that language mm-hmm. people are putting it in schools or putting it in their homes yes, and because it's not all extra faith with a scripture reference. It's, yes. It's like God in there, but he's kind of slipping in. Yeah. He can come in and do his work. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then there are some times where I'm actually very explicit yeah. about Jesus. And you came and taught a whole word. This week. I was like, dude, he's going to come talk about her career. And you were like, <laughs> turn with me. Yes. I was like, oh, <laughs> about to talk about Sarah. Oh, I love the Bible. <laughs> come on. It was good. It did so good. You inspired so many of our, our young women too. They were like, oh my gosh. Aww. I can do it. I was like, yes, you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good, though. That, that's it's intentional, the driver, too. For sure. Yeah. And it's so funny because then people, it dawns on people who may be Christians, but maybe not be active in their faith like they need to be, or maybe they're not even Christians. They start going, oh, neighboring. Mm-hmm. That's a biblical principle. That, yes. Nobody made that up. Like, yeah. God said, be a good neighbor. Yeah. You know, anti-racism and um, loving everyone the same and equity that's a God principle. You yes. know, like this is not something coming out of a political party or mm-hmm. the latest headline. Like a lot of people try to say, oh, it's because of these headlines. Right. You're like, no, no, y'all, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like, it's like saying when somebody wins a Super Bowl, that was their first football game. Uh-huh. No. Right. They had a whole career that didn't make the headlines, right? Exactly. So that intentionality, I think, is really cool. Have you seen that bring your art into some unexpected spaces? Absolutely. Yeah. I think... It's really interesting because there'll be times where I'm very, very explicit about faith and there'll be times where I'm not and I'm just talking about the content. Mm -hmm. And so I have a huge audience of believers and Mm -hmm. a huge audience of people who don't want anything to do with the Jesus they've seen. a good neighbor on their own. Yes. (laughs) The Jesus they've seen and has been demonstrated to them. They don't want that. And so I'll find myself posting a faith-based post and um, I'll have people comment like, I've had several people comment, if this is the Jesus I I would have seen back when I was in church, I wouldn't Mm. have left. That is very telling. Isn't that telling? Wow. So I'm like, huh. oh, God is, was and is still doing a work in another way. Yeah. A nice, like a slow work of people being drawn to the authenticity and yeah. transparency of a faith that's leading you to do good in the world and not yeah. just leaving you to be just heavenly minded only. Only yeah. thinking, just preach the gospel. Don't right. do anything else. Don't talk about anything else. Yeah. That's not a. That's not a faith that shows God's glory here yeah. on earth through our work. Yeah. And so it's been really great to witness that transformation as well in people's hearts of like, maybe there is, maybe I can come back to this. Yeah. Maybe Jesus does care about me where I am here on yeah. the earth. So it's really been, so it really is disarming. That's yes, what it is. It, it makes is. people, ex- they, they can embrace the truth before they deal with the baggage of whatever idea they have of God. Yeah. And then they realize that truth, oh, no, that is God. Yeah. What you, what you, whatever you don't like about him, you just, somebody didn't tell you right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's really cool. I, I kind of like that. That makes sense. And I think, yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking in some instances. Because sometimes I, if I teach or say something that's regular, you know, like forgive people, and mm-hmm. people are like, I've never heard that. But why? Mm-hmm. In church, what do, they, what do they tell you? Mm-hmm. Hold a grudge and get back? And mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> so sometimes it feels like, Surely you've heard this about Jesus, but yeah, um, that's really cool that he's using that, using you in that way. Okay, so talk to me about colors because yes. I'm all visual colors lover and all that stuff. So yeah, so I'm just drawn to bright, fun colors anyway. Mm-hmm. That's why your tag is Oh Happy. Oh Happy Daddy, Daddy. and yeah. it's funny. I actually started when I quit my job in 2019 to do entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I started a social media agency called So Happy Social, mm-hmm. and that came first. Um, it was just 
basically I created it to help mission-based brands use social media for maximum impact. So like mm-hmm. I want to work with positive mission-based brands, which mm-hmm. is where the happy part came. Yeah. <laughs> and I only switched to Oh Happy Danny to brand for brand alignment to match my agency. Oh. And so I just really love the colors. And when I noticed that, like you were saying, people were being drawn to it. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to keep going with this. Because mm-hmm. now I love aesthetics. So for me, this is aesthetically pleasing to yeah. create. Mm-hmm. It all flows in the grid. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, people are more attracted to it. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, it's working. Let me continue to use it as a tool. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of why I do that. Yeah, that's good. Um, oh, yeah. No, I love that. The aesthetics, it does draw you in. Because before I know what it's saying. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of this is intentional. Because I always look at. Hmm. the size of the words versus the size of this graphic image behind it or this little splotch or this little thing. And I'm like, yeah, because if you can read it too quickly, then I get to make a judgment on it before I really get into it. But because some of the way you design things, I'm like, oh, I have to really, what? Mm -hmm. And you also need to read captions. Yes. Context is key. Context is key. That's key. Okay, so I want to ask you now a couple of questions about being in the amazing world of social media. Right. And you know what? It is not evil unto itself. It's that people can be evil and mean. Mm -hmm. It can really be used for good things. But Mm -hmm. what has been the most um, unexpected thing or maybe the biggest surprise about now you being in this space with this level of exposure? Yes. I would say what I the biggest thing that I didn't expect was for people to be paying such close attention mm. to everything. everything. And so I'll make a post and I'll have a caption and I'm like, I'm not going to say this all the way. They know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and post it. And then somebody will catch that little piece that I left off and say, mm-hmm. so you, did you mean this? Yeah. I'm like, you know, I didn't mean that, but you got to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be as clear as possible. Mm-hmm. And I try, I know language is always changing and I don't try to get too caught up on like specific words and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like if I have an inkling, like, hmm, if I had Chick-fil-A for lunch, I probably shouldn't post my Chick-fil-A bag because there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who don't support Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah. And they're like people who aren't believers. Mm-hmm. They're people who have had a mm-hmm. different experience yeah. have a with Christians. Yep. So they have an image of it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. would, would it hurt? my witness mm-hmm. or what I'm trying to do here to mm-hmm. post this Chick-fil-A. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it's fine. No one's going to notice. Yeah. Sure enough, how could you support someone who's so openly is hateful? Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm like, okay. Okay. Choices. Sometimes you want to be like, but it's a good chicken sandwich. I just was hungry. And the fries. Have you had the waffle fries? But it, it, yeah. <laughs> and it, it raises like, a great point. If you had point. the waffle fries, I think you'd be more forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some waffle fries. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And they need to be hot. Don't give me those ones been sitting out. Uh, anyway. Um, but that's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many questions. So that's interesting because then you're having to navigate mm-hmm. this tension that everybody faces mm-hmm. um, of how much of my personal self yeah. do I reveal yes. versus purely just the content yeah and then yeah what might offend and what like that can be exhausting yes and you're like i really that's not even why i'm here to be trying to think about what might hurt y'all's feelings right and so um have you have you found a way to not let that overwhelm you to be so consumed with like what might offend or yeah what, what like how do you navigate that and balance that yeah i think i don't wrestle with that as much anymore because I th- consider that during the content creation process. Mm-hmm. So let's say I'm I'm thinking through a specific idea and I want to communicate a specific idea, knowing that there's multiple opinions on multiple sides. I just resolve, I'm not speaking to the issue on your side or, or your side, I'm speaking to the heart of the matter, the mm-hmm. underlying thing. Mm-hmm. 
And that's normally what everyone usually agrees on. It mm-hmm. might still rub mm-hmm. somebody the wrong way, but yeah. you know it's the truth. Right. So yeah. that is kind of where I aim to land. I'm mm-hmm. like, I could say this way and y'all going to be upset and I could say it this way, but I can speak to the heart of it. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. what's really going on for the both of us. Um, and people are like, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Um, find more common ground. Yeah, find more common ground. I'm trying to find an example that would make sense. Like I made it. I think there was a lot of political social unrest happening in Africa mm-hmm. at one point last year, mm-hmm. a specific country in Africa. That I don't remember which mm-hmm. one. Um, but because we were so consumed with talking about Black Lives Matter and everyone was awakening to like the importance of caring about other people, mm-hmm. a lot of us even here in America found ourselves like consumed by what was happening over there and people mm-hmm. were attacking each other like, you're not doing enough or uh, you, I, I don't want to do, I, that's over there, it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I could speak to, here's three things you could do right now to help this country here. Uh, Or I could say, you know, I think the heart of this is empathy. It shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to happen to you for it to matter to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think bottom line, no matter what side of the fence you fall on concerning international and global affairs, Mm -hmm. I mean, you should care. But I mean, we also can't be so consumed with everything, especially the things that we can't control. Mm -hmm. So I said the bottom line is having empathy, Mm -hmm. knowing that I should still care even though it doesn't directly affect me. Mm -hmm. And the action that I take as a result of that is up to my context, my capacity, and what I have been called to do. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. That's the way I like to navigate things. Because then, like you said, people are like, oh, are you going to say something about this? Yeah, um, yeah. I have found, mostly because I have the privilege of leading in a local church and do teach the Bible, and I'm a vocal person just by nature, so whatever, I'm loud, I'm annoying. But, yeah. <laughs> but I always have an opinion on something. So Same. I found there's been some situations recent, well, recently, maybe the past two years, where People feel more entitled or comfortable calling you out. And I will get tagged. Yeah. Jada Edwards, do you have something to say about this? Yeah. What? I, no. And I do have thoughts on it, but I'm not putting it in this little square because what I need to say can't fit here and I'm not dealing with you. You know, all that. Yes. So I don't know if you did any graphics for all the stuff that was happening in the Asian community or mm-hmm. whatever. Did you... Or did you feel like, I've got to say something about this? Yeah. Or are you trying to say, even if I feel something about it, and maybe I even make something for it, there's still a different step between when I'm deciding what I'm posting or what I'm reproducing, far as printing, what I'm selling. You know, like what, there's all these varying, there's all these varying places you can be about an issue, yeah. right? Like yeah. I can have thoughts on it. I can even have an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. May have spoken on it, maybe in some private circles. May have created product for it. But that final step of posting, publicizing, let everyone know, mm-hmm. All those other things can happen mm-hmm. before you get to that final step. So how do you figure out where you are on that spectrum when you're actually going to post or what's driving it? Yes. That's a good question because I feel like a lot of people struggle with navigating that too. Yeah. Because if you don't, people are going to attack you. If mm-hmm. you do, they'll attack you as well. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think it was all about carving out my lane mm-hmm. and knowing that I can't speak to everything. Mm-hmm. So how can I either approach this issue from my lane mm-hmm. or pass on addressing it? at all. Mm -hmm. So I can think of a specific example. You mentioned like what was happening in the Asian community. So because I was so vocal about supporting black lives, Mm -hmm. it felt right in my lane to be just as vocal about supporting Asian Mm -hmm. lives and protecting people from that hate. And so Mm -hmm. again, instead of making a post that was just like, stop Asian hate Mm -hmm. or um, getting really technical on the issues because I'm not, like you're saying, I'm not a news anchor. Yeah, right. I don't have degrees in this. I don't know. Yeah. But what I do know is we share a commonality here. Although we have differences that mm-hmm. seek to divide and separate us, 
minority women, women of color are connected by our resilience mm -hmm. and the hope in our resilience. Mm -hmm. So I made a piece that talked about that. I had, you know, different color arms and I had flowers connecting all the little arms. Mm -hmm. And it was just saying like, you know, we're different, but we're all bound and connected mm -hmm. by the beauty of our, hmm. of mm -hmm. our resilience. Mm -hmm. And so I, that's what I posted. Yeah. And it, and it's connected. Mm -hmm. And, um, that we have a little sticker based on that. And it's one of our best selling stickers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just three little arms. Oh. <laughs> it's just three little arms. Some flowers. Who knows? Some flowers. So, okay. So now I'm getting into, well, I do have one more question about, about this. I have girls. Yeah. So I love stuff like this because so many people, especially under 30, think that the social media barometer of yes. their success and followership and da, 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 is like the most important indicator as to their success. Mm -hmm. And so what what are some of the misgivings about that? Like how you can kind of fall into this vortex of I got to post, I got to post. Like, cause yes. it, cause does it, does it drop? I mean, there, there's some value to algorithms and all that stuff when you're, when it's your business, mm -hmm. but like, how do you balance not stressing over that and yeah. still being pure to your passion and saying, yeah. I'm going to say something when I want to, when the Lord's told me to say something. Absolutely. Yep. I have decided to not be driven by the news cycle mm -hmm. and I've decided to not be driven by what's trending. Mm -hmm. There was a time where I was, Yeah, I was responding to the tragedies. I was coming up, like you mentioned earlier about a cycle post that I did. There was one called the cycle of inaction that I created after the insurrection at the Capitol, mm -hmm. January 6th. Mm -hmm. I was like, that one about took me out of here because mm -hmm. it happened. And then not even six hours later, I have people asking me, what do we do? What do we do? What mm -hmm. do we do? Yeah. I'm not a politician. Yeah. I'm drawing things. What, I draw. I, you just, <laughs> yeah. you decide what you do. Yeah. Yes. And so in those moments, I feel like God was super faithful in guiding my hand and guiding my mind to come up with the heart of what he's wanting to say. Mm -hmm. But I can't, I can't run after something and be like, God, can you help? Yeah. Can you put your seal of approval on Ooh, this? You, that's good. I'm just chasing, chasing the cycle. Yeah. Couldn't do it anymore. So I literally actually stopped. Mm -hmm. And this year, I have posted fewer posts that are specifically about race, not because I don't talk about it anymore or are not passionate about it anymore. Quite the opposite. I actually feel like I have more of a passion. But I'm not going to be driven to stress myself out to create content about CRT because all y'all are talking about CRT. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's something that's going to take me time Right. And what if I don't want to? Yeah. What if I just, what, what if, if I'm chewing on that for the next year and I don't, it's not a picture for me. Because you want to talk about it, I have to? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. not how, I'm not going to be led by that. Yeah. And so that's, that's, good. that's the decision that I had to make. And so now I maybe post three to four times a month. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time offline. I'm like, how can I, I told my, my team this year is going to be the year of foundations about establishing mm -hmm. our internal rhythms, about deciding mm -hmm. who we're for what we're for and what mm -hmm. we're not, what mm -hmm. we'll speak to and what we won't. Because mm -hmm. I want to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. And a lot of activists who chase the news cycle are here for a second and they are done. Yeah. I've had people quit their, seen people quit their platforms, mm -hmm. let it all go and just be like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. And God's got a calling and a purpose for me through mm -hmm. this. And I don't know how, how long it'll be in social media specifically, but I do know if I'm going to do anything mm -hmm. in this space, I have to be listening to God and speaking when. Inclines me to do Girl, something. that's a whole word. It is. And it's kind of like the the way God promotes. Um, I promote is not the right word because one is not better than the other. The way God exposes us mm -hmm. is not tied to what he's called us to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it could it might just be that you're passing that out to your friends or you're doing that in some local space. Yeah. And I always be on this platform. That's true, you know? too. And I yeah. think, okay, so now since you're on social media, mm -hmm. probably not as much as you used to be because it's like, you know, trying to drink out of the ocean you're just like okay it's yeah. great at first then you're like it's too much i'm drowning it's too much i'm drowning what what are some of the things you've seen that you've been like eh, 
I might need to back up from this a little bit. What have been some of the concerning things you've seen? The concerning the things the dark about places media. of social media. Yes. One thing that immediately comes to mind is like this algorithm boogeyman. The idea. Why are people so stressed about this? Oh, like this post if you see it. I'm not. I'm not. Because so, I'm not feeding you crazy. Listen. I literally, and I like the person. I'm like, I'm not doing it. It's, listen. <laughs> Maybe wrong. Like, <laughs> I'm not feeding you crazy. I'm it's, not telling you. It's not what y'all think. <laughs> so remember, I told you about So Happy Social, the agency. Uh-huh. I'm a social media marketer as a career. Uh-huh. So if I wanted to really get in there and mm-hmm. like treat it as a machine, I absolutely could. Yeah. My soul matters more to me than right. that. Right. So I know, but some people, they can do it. But yeah. when it comes to this algorithm, people have this, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and let y'all know. None of that is what you think it is. Mm-hmm. You can't affect it by doing certain things. I mean, people like certain things. I'm sure there's ways to get your audience to know that they want to see your content. Mm-hmm. But what I think is the most important is the fact that you can't keep up. Right. Instagram will release a new feature every day. And they'll yeah. be like, we're going to hide all your other stuff until you use this feature. Uh-huh. But if you for, don't use these videos, they'll yeah. never see your post. Yeah. You're like, oh. But to make me, it real? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Point and dance. Please. Please. It is a girl. It's like free entertainment. Absolutely. Somebody's sitting back there pulling puppet strings. Like, look at these jokers. It, I'm making like, dances. The energy that y'all have to dedicate to doing reels, like, shout out to you if you've got it. I yeah. don't. I don't and, have and it. So for me, what I realized was, was two things. One, I would continue to post the content that I always was posting. And it was performing the same. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about the feature that you use or trying to chase and outrun the algorithm. It's about being true to your gift mm-hmm. and staying in your lane. Mm-hmm. And so because I was consistent in that and delivering content with high impact value, mm-hmm. my, my content continued to perform well. So that's one thing that I want people to realize. Like, you can't chase this thing down. It'll mm-hmm. keep burning you out. Yeah. They want you to keep chasing it. Yes. They do. Yes. They like, stay tuned because we might change. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And then the second thing I found was that a lot of people are saying, well, I won't be seen if I don't do this. Like my stuff. And not everybody has a half a million people Mm. platform. So Mm -hmm. I can't. I'm I'm operating from a place of privilege here. Yeah. That if I post once a week, people will see it. Yeah. But I think also there comes a time where you have to decide, okay, here's these features. Will I try to do it the way everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. it? Or will I flow from my gifting? Right. So... Just because someone is dancing and pointing for real doesn't mean that you have to do that. Can you, mm-hmm. let's say that you are an artist. Can you do a slow motion of you drawing something mm-hmm. and post that as a real? The thing is, you adapt these features to you. You mm-hmm. don't chase what everyone else is doing. Yeah, and so good. I think that's a way to have longevity and be mm-hmm. true to you and your output. So yeah. that's one big thing. It, algorithm. Yeah. People need to <laughs> the algorithm believe me. <laughs> rest. 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 Sit down somewhere. Yeah. Right. That's true. It is funny because they do they do try to drive you toward whatever things they're doing. And sometimes I'm like, oh that suits me. And sometimes like it, Yeah, it sometimes it just doesn't me. suit you. Like I can do IGTV. I like that because I'm long-winded. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, we have great folks on our team, so they'll chop up stuff to make a reel. But yeah. I'm trying to think if I've actually – I think I've made, like, one or two reels. Like, me, phone, and a reel. Mm-hmm. And I was probably <laughs> in the goofiest mood ever. One was something silly. I, I don't remember. But generally, they're clips of me teaching that we call the reel. So, it works. It, it works. This is my same content. It's the same thing I'm saying – on Facebook, on Instagram, on whatever, in person, whatever. So yeah, yeah. I think that's really important for people to hear, especially this generation. And when I say this generation, I don't say like a mad 65-year-old who's like, he's crazy. <laughs> but I'm excited because I, I don't – it's not belittling. But yeah. there is a level of um, interdependence that 
social media has for this current generation that we've never seen before. Yes. So millennials grew up with the internet, then grew up with social media. Yeah. This generation grew up with social media. It's well. so not just the not just online, but like your life should be lived online, and your value is found in your the res, online response to your life. And so, I think that's a really good encouragement for a lot of folks to just be like, stay in your lane. You know, because here's reminds what, me of too. oh, say it, and then I have some else. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the second biggest issue. This might actually be the biggest is the is comparison. Yeah, people are mm. so crippled by seeing what everyone else is doing they are not even just online but like in general mm-hmm. and thinking if it doesn't look like the way she's doing it it's not going to work mm-hmm. and that's, yeah that's that'll, that'll kill you i and and, and i i think there's clearly god can use anything however he wants so i don't think social media is the devil i don't think it's evil i think people use it for reasons yes. but it can be great i met you over social media you know yeah. so um but i i do think that there has there has to be some intentionality about that gift and that passion that gift and that passion being what you do despite of despite the platform that you have access to because i always ask i'm like i wonder if social media which they could mm-hmm. went away tomorrow black i'm like how many of these followers do you have access to outside of this place mm-hmm. you don't have their emails yeah you know them you know Listen. so i'm like y'all what are you getting obsessed with yeah because if it went back to you have to have a personal relationship with everyone that follows you we'd be back to our hundred folks yeah and you know so i just think there's this a really strange um perception that social media has more power than it than it really has and yeah, so that's a good anyway point. i'm glad to see people who love god especially who are young and in their 20s despite looking 12 um <laughs> do i really look 12 you do it's funny <laughs> You're not alone. Uh, Randy, somebody else on our team, she's sitting over there in the corner. They said when she got up, they were like, uh, no, 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 I just, I guess she's like, oh, this is so fun. This student conversation, students leading students. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, Randy, Randy's in the She's one of our student leaders. She's like, who? Which one? And I told her, she's like, what? She's in college? I was like, no, she's an entire adult. She has two children. A whole family. So, a whole family. I found that out today, a too. A whole family. A whole husband and two children. Wow. Yeah. A preteen. God is kind to our skin. <laughs> Make a graphic about that. I'll buy that T-shirt. <laughs> okay, so final question. Yes. Um, two things. One, what is getting you excited in this next season, whether it's a particular subject matter or something on the business side, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and give me one bucket list item that you're like, I really want to do that. Yes. Oh, I could do that. Okay. So one thing I'm really excited about in the future is kind of starting to make the shift from – solely focusing on content on social media to developing more long-term resources and programming. Mm, that's great. We want to roll out a couple programs next year, one being like an internship program. Okay. Which is super exciting. Yeah. But also the opportunity to dive into creating long-form content mm-hmm. and um, really, I want to do like Bible studies and devotionals, but mm-hmm. then I also want to do like resources for kids and families talking mm-hmm. about these hard topics. Mm-hmm in ways that are digestible for them. Mm -hmm. And so just navigating like what kind of content, like tangible content Mm -hmm. do I want to create in a way that can be taken offline Mm -hmm. and that you can sit with. Yeah, that's good. So that's something I'm really excited about. Yeah, that's good, girl. It's a good thing to be excited (laughs) about. And um, we're going to be in a retail store (gasps) that I cannot name. Are you really? But y'all can know. Yeah. Okay. I've never said this on the podcast before. You are? Yeah. Is it a place that we probably all know and love? One of y'all wore an outfit from there today. Oh, okay then. We said, where'd you get that from? Oh, 
Oh, yes. It's a place we all know and love. Yes. It's a place that speaks to you. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to go in there with a list. Exactly. You go in the door, and it just tells you. It calls to you. what you need. Yeah. You thought it was eggs. Come get this lawn chair, girl. <laughs> get this lawn chair. <laughs> That's what happens when you walk in there. That's awesome, girl. Very Congratulations. Yeah. Fingers crossed awesome. that nothing goes wrong. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's it going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Again, it's like those that disarming place where everybody's like, oh, I can engage with this content. That's yes. Cool. That's exciting. I love it. I love that for That's you. my hope. Okay. And bucket list. Bucket list. I really want to go to Venice. Italy. Ooh. I've been to Italy. I have not been to Venice. I want to be in, in a boat. Yes. It's about the gondola. Yes. And just the city and the canal. Yes. I want to go too. I get motion sickness, but I still <laughs> would love. They'll go slow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. good. It's, not, it's not, I don't think it's topsy-turvy. I mean, it's just kind of like a little chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always want to be though. You can love. do it. You can do it soon, girl. I'm believing it for you. <laughs> Believe. Just made that up. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Danielle Coke. Yeah. I am just thrilled to have you, and I'm excited about what God's going to do in this next season. People, I know where to find you on Instagram, Oh Happy Danny. Where else are you? If people can find website and yes. blog and all that good stuff. Yeah. Is it still Oh Happy Danny? Or Everything happy? is Oh Happy Danny. The Big. brand alignment. Smart. Anywhere you try to find me, you can find me there. Oh now, happy do you Danny. do this? Okay. Mm-hmm. This is for, for the end. Yeah. Even though you do this... You do your own content and all the stuff, and you have the company. Do you do consulting for other people? Do you I, still do it? I want to start doing that again next year. I think you might, yeah. I would love it. I just mm-hmm. have so many marketing, branding, pro, like, yeah, things ideas. that I've learned, mm-hmm. especially in this past year, too. Mm-hmm. I would love to consult everybody. Girl, their yeah, ministries. You your consulting fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, figure it out. You're going to help me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. That just, that, that, uh, that escalated quickly. All right. <laughs> I did not agree. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I got you, girl. Uh, Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, and we will keep our eyes out. I know God is going to keep doing great and cool things through you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure and leave a comment or review and share and subscribe. Have a great one.